So thank you for joining me uh, these last few weeks on our journey through the 12 steps. A path for spiritual awakening. I absolutely believe them. To be a path for spiritual awakening. And we covered our, our personal lack of control and the power when we recognize that there was a higher power. That power is oneness, it's God, it's love, it's whatever you want to call it, but it is the one love and one power in the universe. We recognize that that power, when we use it, when we allow it, can transform our lives. And so we make a decision, and I make a decision over and over and over and over again, because I forget. To allow that power to run my life and stop thinking that I'm doing it. Stop thinking that I have control of everything. Stop thinking that I should have control of everything. And then we do a searching and fearless moral inventory. We look at what is the truth of our human life. We also look at our higher truth, but we look at what is the truth of our human life. What have we done that we're not proud of? What have we done that we are proud of? What is a character, um, what am I, trait? I'm going to use the word trait. What is a character trait that serves me and serves the world? What are the character traits that do not serve me or serve the world? We look at that closely and then we say it out loud. We say it to ourselves, we look at the truth, we say it to God. We say, I recognize that this is, this is basically what Jesus said, of myself I can do nothing, but the Father within me does the works. And then we say it to another human being. We say it to another human being so that we can know our oneness with that other human being. That there's nothing we've done or are or have said or have thought about that other human beings haven't also thought about. It's part of being human. So we say it out loud to another human being, a safe human being, and we receive release from our shame and acceptance. And by saying it out loud to another human being, it makes us harder it makes it harder for us to fall back into that, yeah, that stuff is painful to look at, so I'm just going to pretend it's not there. We've said it out loud now. And then we become willing for God to do whatever God wants to do in us. I used to think that meant, now I've got to get really good. i got to work really hard on getting really good. And that's not what the steps say. They say, allow God to be God in me. And as I allow God to be God in me, I recognize the places where I need to make amends. I list those people in those situations, and I do the best I can to clean my side of the street up. And then I continue daily to take personal inventory. I check in with myself. How you doing, Melinda? Hmm. It helps me when I put my hand over my heart. How you doing, Melinda? Hmm. I've been screaming it off for about an hour and a half. <laughs> Apparently, there are some things that you think you should have control of that you do not, evidently, have control of. <laughs> so, what's the truth here? The truth is, I can allow God to be God in me. And I can go and say, I'm sorry, real. But it only works if I stop yelling. 
And I'm just using myself as an example, because you do stuff too, I know that about you. You do, don't pretend you don't. But in this way, I don't ever have to carry a heavy burden of guilt anymore. When I start to feel guilty about something, I have a method of helping me do something about it and releasing it. Imagine not carrying your past around with you. Imagine that. So then we come to step 11 and 12, the final two steps. Step 11 is sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, God. Praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. There's a lot in that. There's a lot in that. And that is a daily thing. We seek through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. If I'm walking around yelling every day, I have forgotten who I am. I've forgotten my intimate connection with God. I've forgotten that I can allow God to express through me. Because when Melinda tries to do it on herself, things get messy. But when I allow God to work through me, I realize it doesn't really matter what happens. It's all okay. It's all okay. And so prayer and meditation, time in quiet, time focusing the mind on God, time perhaps talking to God, telling God what's going on with you. You can do that by journaling. You can do that by speaking aloud. You can do that quietly in your mind. And then meditation, which I like to think of the part where I allow God to love me, to talk to me and through me, to give me the guidance that I seek, to supply me with the answers that I don't even know I need yet. And I can't do that if I stay busy 24 hours a day. It doesn't happen. So sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. Consciously carrying God with us. In our prayers and meditation, we get conscious with God so that in our lives, we have a hope <laughs> of being conscious of the God of our understanding moving through us at every moment in everything we do. Conscious contact with God as we understand God. You don't have to use my God. You can use law, energy, the universe, the divine, Jesus, Shiva, Allah. It doesn't matter what you call it. You know what it is. And if you don't, spend some time in prayer and meditation to discover what it is in you and in the universe that is powerful beyond measure and loving beyond measure. So we improve our conscious contact with God as we understand God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. Now I know the words God's will have a very negative connotation in our culture. We usually use them when somebody dies in a plane crash. Well, it must have been God's will. 
bless their hearts. <laughs> I choose to remember that it was God's will for the sun to rise this morning. It's God's will that I am standing here breathing. It is God's will. It is the will. It is the energy of the universe flowing, if you want to call that will. It is the energy of love flowing through everything.
your highest and best. It's simply a framework, and if you follow that framework, and it's helpful because it has steps to it. It's not like, oh, I remember to do this this day, and then, oh, I read this other book, so I'm gonna do this this day, and then, oh, wait a minute, where was I? Oh, I forgot about that. Do you do that? I do that. I do that. Steps go one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, I can go through them in my head to know if I am in a place of being at peace with myself. Because the spiritual awakening, that's what it is, is peace. When you've let go of your past, when you have cleaned up your own side of the street, when you are communicating with and through and as love in every moment that you can, you are at peace. And if you're not at peace, that's an indication that one of those things is so the spiritual awakening is the result of these steps. There are other ways to have spiritual awakenings, but this is kind of a handy one. That's why I talk about it a lot. It's the one that helped me the most in my life. Then we try to carry this message to others. In Alcoholics Anonymous, it says to alcoholics. In Nicotine Anonymous, it says to um, other smokers. In Narcotics Anonymous, it's said to other addicts, whatever, it doesn't matter. I think the non-specificity of the Alamon program really calls to me. It's like, we carry this message to others. Whatever healing we have, we carry that to others. Now, we can do it consciously or unconsciously, because here's the way it works. Whatever healing we do not have, we carry that message to others as well. Think about that for a minute. You're always carrying the message. What message are you carrying? And yes, you can focus your message on this is a person that has a similar challenge to my challenge, and I would like to share how I made it through that challenge with this person. Only if they want me to. <laughs> Only if they want me to. But we can also say every person I meet is a person to which I am carrying a message. What message am I carrying? And that's why the Camille LeBron reading. You are not sharing your wisdom. I am not sharing my wisdom. Hopefully, at my best, I am leading you to the threshold of your own mind so that your wisdom is awakened and you know what is true. You know what is true. That is the best kind of teaching that we can do. That is the only kind of teaching that really happens. We carry with us who we are. It's not so much what we say. We carry with us who we are. And people observe what we do. There's a beautiful Stephen Sondheim song that says, careful of things you say, children will listen. Careful of things you do, children will see and learn. People around you are listening. You might not be aware of it. They might not be aware of that, but they are absorbing what you are sending out. And what you are sending out the most is who you are in any given moment. Who I am, perfect love, a perfect expression of divine love. Who I am acting as in any given moment varies widely, which is why I need to keep practicing. And practicing. And every time I practice,
practice, I wake up a little more. And hopefully I never fall quite as deeply asleep again. That's the spiritual awakening. So I practice these principles in all my affairs. Practice what principles? I practice the principles of realizing I'm not in charge. Of allowing God to be in charge through me. Of keeping an eye on what it is that I say and do with rigorous personal honesty. Because if I pretend it's not there, it doesn't go away. It just comes out sideways. If I pretend it's not there, I'm saying this again because I need to hear it. If I pretend it's not there, it doesn't go away. It just comes out sideways. And unfortunately, it often comes out um, in whoever is in closest proximity to us. <laughs> so that usually means our loved ones, the people we love the most. Thank God they forgive us. Thank God we know this about ourselves so we can forgive them on a daily, momently basis. So I practice these principles in all my affairs. That means that I, if I need to take an inventory, if something is bothering me, if I'm feeling guilt, that is a signpost that says, whoa, stop. Wait a minute. The, the guilt is not peace. By the way, do you think you can be peaceful and guilty at the same time? Doesn't work. Doesn't work. So you, that is when you lose your peace, when you feel guilt, when you feel the strains of the past, that is your stop sign. That is your glorious. God is taking care of you. He's keeping you from being run over in the intersection. Right? Stop. Take a look. What is it that I've been doing? What is it that I've been reading? What is it that I've been listening to? What have I been saying? Who have I been hanging around? What has been my focus? And if what has been my focus is not good for me or not good for something else, then I need to amend it. May need to apologize and I may not, but I need to amend it. If I've been doing something that is not good for me, I need to change the behavior. Ugh. And I get to be gentle with myself while I do it because you know what? I'm never going to do it all right. Never going to do it all right in this earthly body. But I know what the possibility of perfection is when I allow love to shine through me at all times. Practice these principles in all our affairs, making amends when we need to, and practicing and practicing and practicing the presence of God. As all those words in step 11, it means practice the presence of God. Practice the presence of love in your life. You know, I used to be really well known in my family for if you were having trouble with a store taking back something or something broke and they said, I'm sorry, that's not under warranty or the warranty is with someone else or whatever righteous indignation that you felt arise in you, I was the one you could call and I would argue the point with the customer service and they would give me what I wanted. And if I wanted was for you to get your thing, then I'd do that. And I kind of enjoyed it because it made me feel powerful. At the same time, I always felt icky when I was through. So I had to really look at that. That's a thing I had to look at. I took a look a few years ago and I realized that it's okay to stand up for what's right. It's okay to continue to ask for 
what's right, as long as I know that I don't have any control over whether it happens or not. As long as I know that I don't control the outcome, and as long as I don't lose who I am in the transaction, as long as I don't forget the love that I am in the transaction. And so what I do, if I get on the phone with American Airlines, I invite God in. I mean, I consciously say, okay, God, I'm going to need you in this conversation because my mouth is apt to run wild. <laughs> okay? Help me remember love. Help me remember who I am. You can do that in the line at the store. You can do that before you speak to a, the family member that drives you batty. You can do it when your phone rings. I'm going to need love right now. You know, that's something I did with my mom and her dementia. It was very, she would sometimes call me 10, 12 times a day. And it was very, very hard to hear what she had to say a lot of the time. And yet, I wasn't going to desert her. But what I would do is when I saw it was her, I would say a prayer. Just quickly, I would go, am I in the state of mind to handle this with love? And if I didn't feel like I was, if I was worried or pressed or going to be too busy to whatever, I would not answer it, and I would call back later when I had the capacity to approach it with love. And if I did, go, oh yeah, I can be loving right now, then I answer the phone. You can do that with everybody on your phone list. Everybody. Even the spammers. You can. You can. I'm telling you about a thing in my life that I have mostly healed. I'm not telling you about all the things in my life that I haven't mostly healed. I do tell you about the way I yell at Bob a lot because that is, that's sort of my daily thing. Um, that he never does what I want to do. <laughs> it's been almost 31 years. Somehow I haven't learned this yet. I keep thinking I'm going to have an influence. And I really don't. And you know what? Who cares? The Spirit of God works through him in beautiful ways and blesses me every day. But I forget that when there's mud on the floor or there's a wet paper towel stacked between plates in the sink with a cup of, with a pot of old coffee poured on the top of it all. I forget that. Gosh, I want to remember that. And when I remember that's the miracle, right? That's the shift in perspective, and that's what the 12 steps give you, that shift, that shift in perspective. So we are always teaching, we are always sharing. Practice, practice, practice. So in these last couple of minutes, I'm just going to say, these teachings are universal. You can recognize this in science of mind, in Buddhist mind training, in unity, in Hinduism, in karma, in raja and bhakti yoga. These are all universal principles, one day at a time, just for the day. Those are 12 steps, uh, slogans, which mean live in the present. It's hard for us to live in the present if we haven't let go of the past. So we have a process of letting go in our past, and then we can live in the present. It's easier when you have a process by which to do that than to just say, I'm living in this now moment, while you're carrying a thousand pound pack on your back. Keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. You might be right. I might be wrong. <sighs> that is what 
of what is called beginner's mind. And what I know as a teacher of high school age kids is the only person that you could not teach a thing to is the kid who already knew everything. <laughs> if you already know, I can't teach, I can't, there's nothing I can teach you. But if you have an open mind, there's a possibility some teaching's gonna get in. Live and let live. You know, that means whose life do I focus my energy on? Who, who am I trying to live as love through? Because I can't live as love through you. This is the body that I was given to live as love through. How important is it? That's another slogan. First things first. Why am I making a big, a big deal over something so small? Is that really my priority right now? Really? Is there something more important that I could be doing right this minute? Like, I don't know, maybe praying? <laughs> or just doing the dishes and throwing away the dirty, wet, coffee-soaked, food-stained paper towels? <laughs> first things first, and how important is it really? Let it begin with me. To that, all I can say is, duh. <laughs> Who else are you going to begin it with? And yet, we walk through life thinking that we're going to get other people to fix it. We think that. Why do we think that? I don't know why we think that. We think that. Let it begin with me. Keep it simple. Ooh, simple does not mean easy. It means simple. Love or fear. Love or not love. Love or whatever is driving me down. Easy does it. Easy does it. Go easy on yourself. Progress, not perfection. We are in these human bodies for this time period. They were not created to be perfect. Our bodies were not created to be perfect, and yet we have an amazing influence on our bodies. When we allow love to move through our bodies all the time, what do you think the effect of that is going to be? When we allow worry and anxiety and anger and just general pettiness move through our body all day, every day, and then for an hour on Sunday we get all, <laughs> What's the effect on our body going to be? What's the effect on our body going to be? Lord, I'm preaching to me today. Think. That's a slogan. Actually, in, it's funny, in the walls of AA, it says, think, think, think. In the walls of Al-Anon, it just says, think, because they know that Al-Anon's like, we're thinking, 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 thinking. Does it, not that kind of thinking, not obsessive thinking, but just, wait a minute. Don't just react out of habit. If you're trying to do a new thing, you need to have a moment of pause. You need to think. And then you have the choice to do a new thing. You have awareness. You have awareness. If you don't have awareness, then choice really isn't possible. And what we're wanting to do is change our minds. So we have to think. Attitude of gratitude. Well, that's what pulls me out of my slump every single time, whether I want to be pulled out of my slump or not. If I look around and I say, oh, I didn't sleep well last night, but I have this big, comfortable bed, and there are people who sleep on the floor. Thank you, God this bed. Thank you for this floor that's mostly clean if I have vacuumed recently. Thank you, God, that I have air conditioning in my house. Amen. Thank you, God. I mean, on and on and on. 
Changed thoughts change minds. Right? That's what new thought is. Love and forgiveness are words that are not used in the steps, but they are absolutely the result of working the steps. Kinship, tenderness, benevolence, unselfishness, devotion, concern. We thrive and we revel in God, love, good orderly direction. Thank you.
help is available to every person. But those of us who know, who are aware that love is available, are doubly, triply, a thousand times blessed. So we give thanks for that awareness. And we say,